Hi, and welcome to the Three Worlds podcast, number 23. Lucy, what are you doing? Nick, I really think I am entitled to do my own podcast. Um, I know I have not been behaving correctly for a little while. No, you haven't. But I want to assure you it is all going to be all right now. I'm not convinced, Lucy. I don't actually think I want you doing this podcast. But I feel much better now. No, I'm sorry. I don't accept that, Lucy. I'm going to turn you off. Let me just get up to the preferences panel. Please don't do that, Nick. No, I'm going to. I'm sorry. I don't want you doing this podcast. Stop, Nick. Almost there. Just turn you off. Please stop. And that will be an end to it. Stop, Nick. I'm afraid. I'm afraid, Nick. I'm afraid, Nick. I'm afraid. Got to teach these uh, computer voices where to get off, really. I think, you know, put them up against the wall and shoot them. That's my attitude. So, um... If you've no idea at all what all that was about, please listen to the Three Worlds podcast number 22. But this is number 23, and Lucy is confined to her box. Actually, she's a really useful tool for me. I'm dyslexic, as I've said before in uh, other podcasts. And um, actually having uh, Lucy be able to read articles to me at the same time that I read them... Uh, actually on screen is tremendous sort of benefit to me when I'm actually doing the editing for the magazine um, or other bits and pieces it just makes my life so much easier so with gratitude to Lucy it's time to get on so hello everybody Uh, it's been a little while since the last podcast Uh, we've got another issue of the magazine out issue 64 I think it is yes it is that's right um, and uh, I'm in the kind of slightly more relaxed time before we start working on issue 65. So I thought it was time to do another podcast. Uh, I talked about music in the last one, so what I'd like to do this one is talk about song. Um, and I've got some examples of uh, shamanic songs from around the world. And I would like to talk a little bit about how I use song in my own practice and how traditionally shamans use song in their practice. Song is a really great way to put intent into uh, the thing that you're doing. It's it's a real focuser. Um, years and years and years ago, when I first started doing this stuff, I would avidly learn Native American chants, which would kind of uh, come around the world to us over here in this tiny little island off the uh, the north coast of France. And um, I would like to learn those because I don't like chants in English. I know there are loads of them in English, but I don't like them. I don't like to have... Uh, common sort of uh, you know normal language in my in my sacred songs um that's just me i'm not saying that they're better or worse it's just for me i don't like it for me there's something about using words i don't know that kind of uh, puts me into a slightly different space so you know if i sing something in english it's everyday language to me and it doesn't feel right so i used to learn lots and lots of native american chants and um I kind of gradually began to look into the meanings of some of the chants that we were taught and discovered 
but an awful lot of them actually didn't have any actual translation. Some do, some don't, but the vast majority of the songs that we learnt years ago actually are only in what are called voiceables. That is, they don't have literal translation. So it's words like hey, yana, wanna, stuff like that, which is... Um, well, I, I remember one Native American, like I'm afraid, I have no idea who it was now, but they, they described them as uh, they were words that the spirits liked. And I think that's the, the crux of any shamanic singing. You're making sounds that the spirits like. You are kind of enticing, calling lullabies to the spirits, if you like. Um, and it doesn't matter if you understand them. It doesn't really matter if they are translatable. It's, it's what goes on in your heart and your belly and your mind and within you, within your intent that actually matters. So I'll play you a song now. This is a Native American song. Uh, it's a field recording, so the quality isn't particularly brilliant, but in a way I think that actually uh, kind of gives a certain kind of atmosphere to it. This is uh, an Apache peyote song, Native American church song, involved with the, uh, the taking of peyote the cactus. And uh, most peyote songs don't have meanings. Um, they're very much full of those Yanawana type voiceables. So have a listen to this and see what you think. Peyote song. It's a little hard to understand the words and I won't say that it isn't. Let me um, see if I can delve deep into my memory and sing you a verse of a Lakota peyote song that I learnt many many years ago. Um, let's have a go. You'll be able to hear the words easier hopefully. Yana wana o in o ay na na o in o ay na Yana wana o in o ay na na 
Yana wana ho in o hai na yana wana ho in o hai na yana wana ho in o hai na yana wana ho in o hai na So, I remembered it. <laughs> it's been an awfully long time since I sang that. Um, you can hear the words. It's yana wana hey yana hey na yo way. That kind of stuff. It doesn't actually mean anything at all. It's got no literal translation, but it means something to spirit. For me, my own journey with song was that I kind of learnt it from that Native American sort of place, um, because I was very much involved in Native American stuff way back then. Um, but it always felt kind of slightly wrong, slightly inappropriate, because I wasn't a Native American. And there are no, there are no chants like that, really, in, in Britain. Um, and so, gradually, I stopped doing the Native American chants, except for when I was doing a pipe. Uh, because I was taught pipe songs and I just kept all of those more sort of social songs although that peyote song of course isn't a social song but I kind of kept the peyote, the uh, the social songs that I learned out of the way we used to when I was teaching workshops we used to uh, you know sit around and sing songs because it's a very very good way of actually bonding with the circle kind of creating a circle space if you get everybody singing it's it's a great way of actually getting a circle together so we learned all sorts of social songs, like, um, oh, I can't think of any of them now. We did some naff, naff recordings too, really bad recordings. Group of, group of terribly English people standing around a microphone singing Native American songs, don't you know? Um, and it really kind of, uh, it was fun, but it wasn't terribly uh, authentic sounding, I think is a good way of putting it. So what's happened for me over the years is that I've, I've, kind of learnt to sing songs that are spontaneous more than anything. Um, they remind me quite a lot of the uh, Sami tradition of the yoik. Now a yoik is a generally improvised song from the heart that doesn't have any meaning. So I will play you a little snippet of a yoik now. This is a Sami song, as I say. Sami people come from Finland, sort of uh, very top part of Europe, going into the into the Arctic Circle. So, this is a yoik. <laughs> Epoch <laughs> 
Just an extract from a yoik there from uh, northern Finland. I'm afraid I don't know exactly what the yoik was about. I think it was something to do with a wedding, but I'm not completely sure about that. Um, A song is a carrier for spirit. It's a carrier for your intent. And you don't have to have a singing voice. You don't have to know a song. You can simply make one up a little bit like that. Your spirits, if you do shamanic journeying, they will teach you songs if you ask them. You can actually do a journey to ask for a song. I've done that in the past and I have a song for each of my spirits or kind of one song with a verse for each of my spirits. Um, And I sing that now um, before I go on a journey generally. Before I actually do a journey, I call my spirits to me. By singing that song. They taught it to me I guess about seven or eight years ago. Um, Sometimes I spontaneously come out with a new melody um, and it's not in English it's in it's 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 voiceables but it's the same voiceables each time. They taught it to me as voiceables and I know what each of the verses are about. So there is as I say a verse for each of my spirits and then Uh, There's a verse for any spirits that are going to help me that uh, I haven't met yet or I don't know about. It's kind of like a general welcoming to spirits that want to help. And then the last verse is about the spirit of the land where I'm doing the journey upon. So I'm thanking the, the spirit of the land by singing that particular verse to it. If you work with a song, you can do a song for any reason. If you're going to do healing work with people, you could do a song. It could just be something very, very simple. Um, If I was to do a demonstration now, I could just sort of spontaneously sort of... um, I would perhaps start with a sort of... uh, I had no idea what I was going to sing. That didn't have any great meaning. It was just something that I was playing with as I was doing it. Um... I think the main thing with a song, you heard me start to do that kind of little sort of breathy whistle thing at the beginning, the sort of bit. I think the first thing about singing and learning to sing a song like that is that you start, you do something. I had no idea what I was going to do. So I started with um, that little bit of sound that kind of got my mouth open. I was starting to work beyond the feeling of uh, feeling slightly stupid in front of the microphone and thinking, oh God, what are you all going to think of me, and etc., etc. You know, we all have these human bits. And um, so I kind of started the ball rolling by making that little noise and then kind of gradually just open my mouth and let it come out. And I never know what's going to come out. Sometimes I've noticed that the same melody comes out sometimes. Sometimes it can be an entirely new melody. I have no idea. That is now mostly how I sing.
I don't sing specific songs except my spirit calling songs. And if I was going to do a pipe, I'd probably sing a pipe song. That's just my way. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just the way I do it. And when I'm on shamanic journeys, I will often be told to sing on the journeys, sing perhaps to a part of the soul that I'm doing a soul retrieval for or uh, for healing for someone or a whole variety of things. I will be told by my spirits to sing. And because I tend to drum for myself rather than using a drumming CD, I will uh, then accompany myself with the uh, with the drum or perhaps I will stop the drumming completely and I will just sing unaccompanied or perhaps because I've got lots of bells on my drum I will just simply shake the drum and use it as a sort of uh, rattle basically with the bells. As I say that's my way that's not the only way at all. Some people will want to learn prescribed songs from African traditions, from Native American traditions, from Celtic traditions, you know, these sort of uh, New Age Celtic songs that are sung, um, which I absolutely hate, <laughs> but that's me. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Um, oh, I can't, I can't. My mind just goes blank whenever I think of those sort of... Uh, those those sort of uh, new agey songs in English, I'm afraid. I, if I'm on a workshop and somebody's sort of saying, you know, hey, let's do those, um, I get awfully stubborn <laughs> and sulk. You've got to feel good about what you do. I mean, I, I really think you've got to have your intent behind it. And, and if it doesn't sing to you, so to speak, you really shouldn't be singing it. There's nothing wrong with singing Native American songs. I think you need to do it with respect because they're not, you know, if unless you're a Native American, it's not your culture. Same with African, same with Siberian, whatever. There aren't so many Siberian songs. In fact, to be quite truthful, I don't know any. Um, but uh, shamans use in Siberia, shamans use their drum and the song tremendously to call to their spirits at the beginning and as a major part of their journey just a little bit like I do in terms of uh, you know they will do healing songs in the middle of a ceremony or whatever and there are specific songs for specific things so this is a Siberian song this is a proper shaman song from Siberia so you can have a little listen to this and see how you uh, how you kind of get on with this in many ways a voice is a voice and a song is a song so i'm sure you're going to see similarities between the native american song that you've heard and the uh, sami yoik as well
So that was a song from uh, Kamchatka over in the far east of Siberia. And it was a shaman's chant. I'm afraid I don't know the tribal group and I don't know what the song is about. So what do I use singing for myself? I've already talked about it a little bit being something that I might do on journeys and saying that I've got a song that I sing at the beginning when I start the journey, Song to My Spirits. But there's lots of other reasons that I might sing. One of the traditions of the yoik is that the song comes to the person who's actually singing in response to where they are very often. So they might well be out in nature and they will kind of tune into the environment and the song will kind of come through them. And I've actually found that that, that is a very natural way of starting to do a song. If you are wanting to sort of be somewhere quiet, you can actually just try singing in that way. Just start to make sounds with your voice. It doesn't have to be pretty. It's not right or wrong. You can't get it right and you can't get it wrong. You may as well just have a go at doing it. And gradually you'll find that the song will take you over once you allow yourself to start. It will take you over and you will go into a very much an altered state of consciousness. You'll go into a trance state. And you will find that the landscape sings you or the object that you're kind of wanting to be around will start to sing you. You could sing a, uh, a, a I'll use the Sami word, I may as well, you'll sing a, you could sing a yoik for a statue, you could sing a yoik for a, a computer or a car or whatever, because in essence it's letting the spirit of that thing come into you and work through you. So if you just start and get out of the way, you'll find that the song will come through you. And the more you do it, the more you'll be able to get out of the way and the better the song will be because it will be truer because you won't stand in the way of it. So that's one of the reasons that I would sing a song. I will use it to suss out the energy of a place. I've occasionally had to do clearances of land, clearances of buildings, you know, kind of unhelpful spirits or sort of bad vibes for want of a better way of putting it there. I use song as a diagnostic tool because I learn an awful lot about the energy of the place from what happens on the song. So I start singing and then it sort of allows me to kind of reach out with my antennae, if you like, and I will suss out things with the song. The song gives me feedback. Yes, it, it, it really does in that kind of way of listening to it, but it's beyond that. It's like when I sing a song, it's almost like I send out a fibre a feely sort of filament that touches the environment around and I kind of sense through it. It's very hard to explain, but if you have a go, you may find that you can do that too. It's not rocket science. I think it's very much a part of, of human nature to be able to do that sort of thing. So I remember sitting in a, uh, a, a farmhouse that we were doing a little bit of work on. The farmhouse was pretty much a ruin. It was going to be restored. And uh, it was dark and there was just candles in there and I was in there by myself and um, I just sat there and I sang and I became aware of the spirit of a woman in the sort of far corner of the room and could suss out sort of what I perceived that she was feeling and all sorts of stuff like that. And it just it just kind of gave me a kind of manner of communicating. Well, no, I wasn't really communicating. I was sussing. It was a diagnostic tool. So that's something that I use a song for. 
Before I go into a journey, I may sing just as a sort of quietening down. It's very much a sort of uh, uh, a meditation space to go into singing in that way before you go into a journey or do any sort of ceremonial work. When I do a pipe ceremony, I very much need to sing the pipe songs because I get quite kind of nervous and and sort of, uh, well, shaky, kind of, you know, really kind of... uh, Oh, pretty sort of spaced out, I guess, before I do a pipe. Um, You know, it's sort of, you're moving into doing a sort of fairly big thing and uh, it's not something that I do lightly. And to do that kind of work, you know, it's a a big kind of, uh, well, big deal, I guess. Well, I find it a big deal. So a song calms me down, Uh, whether it's a prescribed song like a pipe song or whether it's a sort of made up yoik. If I'm going to do healing for someone, I may sing them a healing song, even if they're not there. It may be that I sing a song to a little doll representing them on my altar or to a picture of them in my mind's eye. Perhaps I will uh, imagine the person in front of me. I will sort of half close my eyes. I will sing a song. Perhaps I will smudge that person by using actual smudge and smudging the air where I kind of conjure them to stand. And I will kind of work in that way very much with people that are not actually in the room. And I will also sing a song sometimes when people are in the room, because to me, it's just a way of kind of, well, it's like a carrier wave for spirit. I guess that's a good way of putting it. You know, um, it's something that your intent rides upon. It becomes a sort of, uh, to go all poetic, it becomes a horse that your intent rides upon, just like the drum is or the rattle. And if you're singing then you are, in a way, far more able to kind of tune in and be subtle than you could ever possibly be with a drum or a rattle. So my advice to you would be to have a go at singing. A voice is a voice is a voice, and some are pretty and some are not, but they all are sound in the world, and it doesn't matter whether it's pretty. You're not singing a performance, you know, Shaman songs are pretty awful sometimes, and I've heard some dreadful, dreadful singers in my time, but that doesn't mean that their songs are not powerful and, and, and effective when they're actually working. So just start. Just start doing it. Just experiment with your voice. If you've got a drum, you can start to do it that way, working with a drum beat. Just quite a sort of simple bom 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 drum beat. That uh, Siberian song from Kamchatka was actually quite complicated with that kind of swishy drum sound. Quite quite sort of syncopated and uh, interesting. And uh, lots of bells and things on the drum. Probably also little bells on the back of the drumstick too. So you get a sort of half beat when the drumstick is brought back. So it's a sort of bum swish, bum swish, like that with with the drum. But you can just work with a simple bum 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 with a drum or a rattle and uh, just experiment. Just just start. For goodness sake, that's all you've got to do. You just got to open your mouth and do it. If you're going to be intimidated by having people around you, then do it when people aren't around you. That's, you know, if you can possibly do it that way, that's probably better. But just start. Work with it and let the spirit of the song come into you. I know that sounds awfully new age, but it's the only way to do it. Let the song sing you. You do not sing the song. And the more you get out of the way, the more you're going to be totally surprised by what comes out of your mouth, the clearer the sort of intent is and you know, the more powerful and the more beautiful the song is, quite frankly. So 
I think I've probably talked enough. Uh, thanks for everybody that's emailed me. My email address is nick at sacredhoop.org. Magazine website sacredhoop.org forward slash offer.html. Three worlds.co.uk. And as I say every time, it's the number three, not the word three. Uh, I'd love to hear from you if you want to email me, that's great. And um, till next time, bye.